Uh, I don't know if I want to do like any sort of. I've just, I haven't been feeling uh, doing uh, opening bits lately. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like just going That's going fair. in. That's fair. Okay. Cool. Just making sure. So. Hello and welcome to Side Character Quest with your two your two buds. Uh, have, having a good time. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, listeners. With you today is me, Ty. And with you today is... Me, your side character guest, Elion. Hello, Elion. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? I, I've got uh, my D20s charging. So hopefully I'll have some good rolls. Go out here, play some good clean D and D. Good clean D and D. Hope, and uh, hopefully we uh, come out victorious on the other side. Mm-hmm. I I would be. Uh, I don't have any sort of jokes. I just I just hope this is fun and enjoyable, and for us and for the listeners. Hope everybody here has a great grand old time. And with that, uh, play ball, I guess. How how would you feel about giving me a quick recap on uh, what happened last time, as far as you remember? Last time, uh, the important stuff is uh, Deirdre woke up to a sound, and uh, her ward, Mads, is gone. Probably kidnapped by Sage Orion, which rough, rough stuff. Uh, she went in a hole and that's where we are. Yes. Um, so when we uh, ended, you were descending into this this hidden trap door that was dropping deep, deep below this fortress that this old fortress that Sage Orion calls home. And um, unless you have anything that you want to ask or, or say, uh, how do you feel about just uh, let's let's just fade in? Do you feel like that? Feel good? Yeah, feels good. All right. Play ball. Play ball. And uh, fade out. Deirdre, you have made your way down this incredibly deep column. Uh, that has just gone darker and darker. Um, and a- as you've gone, you've just been following this um, really makeshift wooden stairway. The lower you have gotten, the you've noticed that the walls are covered in soot and are just made of uh, very uniform stone. And you have ended at the foot of this wooden staircase, uh, just shrouded in darkness. What do you do? More importantly, what is Deirdre feeling right now? Uh, she's apprehensive, but determined to figure out what is happening. Not out of curiosity, but more out of obligation. <laughs> gotcha. Because <laughs> um, she did, kind, like, as much as she kind of, like, is not really antagonistic to Mads, but, like, reluctantly maternal, I guess? <laughs> like, she cares about them in the way that just like, ah, yes, a child. <laughs> Protect. Yeah, I got you, I got you. But also, um, a little bit suspicious, because 
she was under the impression that uh, Sage Orion was cool and safe. And now, um, apparently kidnapped a small goblin in the middle of the night. So, like, that's not cool or chill. (laughs) She doesn't know what's going to happen down here. And she doesn't know if Orion's been making that uh, cure at all. And she's worried. Gotcha. Um, so what is what does she do at the bottom of this, at the base of this soot-covered uh, column that's just dark? Uh, she does have dark vision. Does that help? Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, this is not any sort of magical darkness. Um, you can tell that. Um, exactly how good is dark vision? I, I think it's it's like you can see just shades of, of oh, gray. Geez. And, uh, it is black and white. Um, okay. Oh, dark vision. Thanks to your orc blood, you have superior <laughs> vision in dark and dim conditions. You can see in dim light within 60 feet of you as if it were bright light and in darkness if it's as if it were dim light. You can't discern color in darkness, only shades of gray. So um, where you are right now uh, at the base of this well, perhaps, or not this well, this that that's kind of what this feels like. It, it kind of feels like a well, but there's no water uh, down here or anything like that. But perhaps if it was the middle of the day, maybe there would be some dim light down here. But as it is, it's just darkness. Uh, so all around you, you're just seeing the, the shapes of the stone and you see a sort of broken, craggy opening directly in front of you in the wall of this column. And that's the only thing around? Uh, roll me a perception check. Oh, please be a seven. Nope, that's a natural one. (laughs) Oh. Um... Yeah, that oh, is. Oh, Ty. I, I I'm not gonna give you anything uh, miserable with this, other than you don't really know anything about anything else about the space you're in, other than that there are two exits: this craggy hole in the wall and back up the way you came. Well, let's go in the hole. Cool. You step through this this hole, um, sort of push your way through. It it is as it, it, it's. It feels darker in there, even though it, it probably isn't. It just, it, there's an, a, something oppressive about the space that you were stepping into. As you do, there is this, um, uh, what's your, what's your, no, I'm not going to ask that. Um, Ty. <laughs> I was going to ask what your passive perception was, uh, but I assume that it's not like over 15. I'm not going to give you anything unless it's like over that. Yeah, it's 14. Oh, Really? Oh man! <laughs> sorry. Yeah, she's oh, wise, Ty. Oh, I guess I yeah, that makes sense. I'm sorry. I, I'm so used to the only people being able to perceive anything are like rogues and stuff. Um, I, I wasn't thinking about what that actual skill is based in. But um, anyway, you have stepped into this this space, and what you can perceive about it, it feels immediately as you step through. It feels immediately more open. Um, there is like okay. You step through into this space. It feels immediately just more open to you. Like there's there's a lot of air, open air around you. There's the sounds of sort of like dripping, dripping water somewhere nearby. Um, kind of like what you would expect underground, um, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you can see scattered around you lots of rubble, but you see scattered around you lots of rubble, so it's lots of stone, but there's also lots and lots of metal pipes and grating and uh, sort of potbelly stoves and stuff, and then tables that are just scattered all over in this space uh, around you. What and the walls? The walls uh, around you are made of that same stone as the column was, but uh, but yeah, that's that's what you see. So when you say there's pipe around me, just like loose pipe or like pipe in the walls and stuff. Gotcha. Um, some of the pipes uh, are coming out of that same. Um, they they appear like they are connected to that column that you have just come out of, mm-hmm. uh, but they lead to these weird like there, there's box like these metal boxes and contraptions that appear to have made they roll me an investigation or, or maybe maybe like a, a intelligence or, or something but I think investigation makes most sense investigation's fine yeah I, I just already had to burn a die tonight so I'm <laughs> I'm scared Ty okay no 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 that's fine that's fine uh, 17 total. Oh, 17. Um, you, looking at these these pipes and the cauldron-like things that they are all connected to, this, this is reminiscent to you of... It, it reminds you of the, the chemistry sets that you have seen Father Crayon occasionally um, experiment with. It, it, it feels like there's places for liquids to be heated and then shunted off elsewhere. There's also appear to be molds of some sort. I'm trying to think. You you get the impression that this is a place where something was made in large quantities. I guess is what is what you would get with a a, a 17. Because like I, I don't I don't feel like um like Deirdre has the background knowledge to be able to piece together anything more than that. Unless you can justify otherwise. No, she's probably just looking around like mmm Alchemy, not my forte. <laughs> um, I, I should say that it, it's reminiscent of alchemical stuff, but you don't see any, uh, like, there's not test tubes. There's not, you don't see any actual al- alchemical products. Mm. It, it's more of reminiscent in the fact that it's like, a, you know, there's a vat for a liquid that goes off to this other, down this other pipe and then to this other place. It, yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> Touches a pipe. Mm. It's warm. Science has happened here recently. <laughs> <laughs> you you actually you do you can tell that these pipes are very old and no science has happened here in a long time. Ooh. Yeah. Then what the fuck is he doing down here? <laughs> you All right. these <laughs> I, I as you were you were thinking that as you were looking around, you notice this is a huge huge space that you're in. Right, and this this metal, these metal piping and and machinery is like all over the floor, and it would be very difficult for you to just walk through this space. But you notice that near near the uh, the place that you came out, a metal stairwell leading up to a catwalk. All right, Ty. If this adventure ends with somebody falling into a vat of acid. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be the Joker at the end of this. 
<laughs> I will be the Joker at the end of this. Uh, please, if somebody could please give us some Deirdre Joker fanfic and then follow that up with uh, all of the characters as various uh, DC villains, I would really appreciate it. Gods, all right. <laughs> Now I'm going to be distracted thinking about that all night. Thanks, <laughs> You're Ty. Welcome. You are welcome. Um, so do you do you head up this catwalk? Yeah. I mean, it looks solid, right? I'm not going to um, fall through it. I'd say with a, a 14, you can tell that it looks... The stairwell looks solid. The As you, you walk up it and look forward, it it looks fairly solid, but but it is definitely old. And uh, the the actual catwalk itself is not made of a sol- of solid metal. It's made of like a grate, uh, so it's a little bit more flimsy. All right, can I uh, can I try to be stealthy? <laughs> going yeah, sure. up these stairs. <laughs> Roll me a stealth check. Oh, it's not one of Deirdre's strong suits. Uh, and you do not have disadvantage because you're not wearing armor, or carrying, <laughs> or carrying any weapons, other than your magic, and your wits. You cut out. Did you say advantage? Oh, you do not have disadvantage because you are not wearing armor. I do not have disadvantage. I don't think she has disadvantage anyway because she really? just has a chain shirt. She oh. doesn't have like... Plate mail. Okay. No, she doesn't yeah. have like the big one. Mm-hmm. All right. 14. 14. All right. Well, I will uh, let you know if uh, anybody uh, spots you. Thanks. She goes up the stairs and she goes across the catwalk. As you are walking along this catwalk, um, you notice that there is a a small section of the metal grate. Um, because you were taking your, your time and because you specifically were looking at this, you spot that there is a weak spot in the catwalk that you managed to just hop over, which otherwise, could have led to a nasty fall. Into a vat of acid? Uh, no, there's just a bunch of, like, really nasty, gnarly-looking pipes and stuff underneath. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it would have it would have hurt, but it wouldn't have mutated you or anything like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going, Ty. As you proceed, you reach a sort of plus sign intersection, so a four-way stop basically. And yeah, uh, there's there's three directions ahead of you. Uh, what do you do? Oh. Hmm. Can I hear or see anything? Roll me another perception check. Because honestly, at this point, like, she's just trying to find Mads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just looked at my perception. Why can I not remember what it is? 18 total. 18 total. Um, you hear off to the front of you, you hear um, the sound of uh, the, the the fairly quiet sound of like chain shifting and some something moving on the ground. Uh, it's too far away in the darkness and it's at a lower level than the catwalk so you can't see where the sound is coming from, but you do hear that uh, way off to the front. To the left and the right, you don't really see or hear much of anything other than that uh, 
if this is a long room, the to the left and the right are closer to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can tell that those two ways are, are just closer. Oh, uh, you also notice that the way to the left, there is a break in the catwalk um, that you would have to jump over if you wanted to get over there. To the right is, and the forward are both walkable. All right, let's check out the right first. Okay. Moving forward, you you fairly quickly reach a uh, another stairwell descending down to the ground again. You see uh, in front of it, I assume you, you go down? Yeah. I mean, she's being as quiet as she can. Yeah. And yeah. she's keeping an eye out, but... Um, in front of you, uh, as you, you walk down these stairs, you see a set of bars and a lock on those bars. Or a doorway, I guess. So a lock on the doorway, on a metal doorway. Can I see through the bars? Yes. Um, looking inside, you see a large collection of, like, dozens and dozens and dozens of weapons. Just so much. A really, really crazy amount of, of... You see spears, you see um, short swords, all kinds of different things. A lot of them look, um, there. there is water dripping. This is where that sound was coming from. Water dripping from the ceiling here. And a lot of the weapons have rusted or have moss growing on them, but it looks like maybe there is something salvageable there. Hmm. No people, no large bears. Uh, no, Um. you do notice Scratch. You do notice some some writing scratched next to the door. Oh. I assume you read that. Yeah, as long as it's in common orc, elven, or dwarven. Yeah, it is in uh, it is in common. It, it looks like it's a very old hand. Although I don't know that you would necessarily recognize that. Um, you probably would. Written on the side of the door is this. If you are looking to square up to foes or sever a finger, an arm, or some toes, don't pent up your anger, don't try to be nice, just open that lock and stab, jab, and slice. Yeah, Deirdre's not messing with this. (laughs) Deirdre's like, nothing good ever comes from a rhyme in front of a locked door. (laughs) She's going back up. (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's like, this does not have what I was looking for in it. There's a rhyme. I'm not messing with that. All right, let's go. All right. I'm very sorry, Ty, but I have to stay true to Deirdre. No, that's totally fair. <laughs> and I think with that uh, cold shutdown, um, we are going to take a little break. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ty. <laughs> no worries. Hello, and welcome to Minor Character Quest, a special sponsored segment brought to you by Flying Crow Coffee. Flying Crow Coffee, super fresh coffees roasted. In tiny batches. Today, we're joined by our old friend Eli, who will be doing a minor quest with his character, Oust. Tell us a little bit about Oust, Eli. Aust the Shadow Prince is a level 20 necromantic drow. There are many rumors about Aust, and the more horrifying the rumor, the more likely it is to be true. 
you find yourself outside of the dungeon of the Lich God. You have just struck him down, struck him down and taken his throne. You will feel the power pulsing inside you. You know that you can defeat anyone, can defeat anything. And your cat is stuck up a tree. What do you do? Are you just imagining? Are you just imagining how, in the world of the care of the people listening to the show, that's like a two and a half month payoff? <laughs> that's fucking good, man. That's good as hell. Um, how many spell slots do I have left? Uh, you have three spell slots. Ooh, what level spell slots are they? Uh, you only like this is a kind of crazy thing. You only had to use level one spell slots to defeat the Lich God. He was kind of. A little bit more of a pushover than you expected, honestly. Okay. I send my groundhog familiar, Necronus. Mm, uh, what was that? To what was that? My groundhog, fam- my grave hog familiar. Thank you. Necronus to climb up the tree and let my cat Floofikins know that I am coming for it. Okay. And then I'm going to climb up this tree after it. So wait, so is the grave hog has to roll a athletics check? No, I, um, <laughs> I, uh, what's the word? Dispel uh, him and then summon him, resummon him up top the tree to let Floofykins know I'm coming. Okay. I'm going to skip that part, but I'm going to put this little segment in the bloopers just to know, let the, the, the listeners know that I did think about this, but I didn't think it was worth putting in the very tight airtight commercials that we're putting together here because we are a professional operation. Yes. All right. Roll me. I'm climbing this tree. Roll me that athletics check. Oh, wait, you were looking for a 12. What do you got? It's a nine. Oh, my God. You get about halfway up this tree and Flufikins swats at your face. Was that their name, Flufikins? Flufikins. Flufikins swats at your face, and you fall down this tree, and you are about to take 2d10 of falling damage, but you then stumble backwards over the cliff that the tree is right next to, and you plummet 100 feet. Take 12d10 falling damage. Do I know if that's how falling damage works? I know, but that's how it works now. This will also go in the bloopers. Six. <laughs> I took 70 fall damage. <laughs> I'm left with 58 HP. Wow. Congratulations on surviving your minor character quest. Well, that was fun. Thanks again to Flying Crow Coffee. Make sure to use the discount code SEQ10 at checkout to let them know we sent you, and to get 10% off a single order or off your first subscription order. Find them at flyingcrowcoffee.com. Back to the show. Floofy Well, didn't that sound like a lovely show? Uh, because I probably put like uh, probably put something there, right? <laughs> that makes sense. Hopefully. Otherwise, what a weird transition back into the show. What a weird transition. 
Um, anyway, let us let us get back to uh, where we were. So, Deirdre, ha- uh, you are making your way back up the onto the uh, metal catwalk, walking over this metal machinery and and whatnot. Deirdre's making her way downtown, uh, walking stealthily. And you're homebound. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, you're. Dang, I was about to say, and you're gnome bound, and <sighs> but it's not a gnome; it's a goblin. I'm so mad at myself. There's no gnomes in uh, this no one. No gnomes. Not a single gnome. Not a one gnome. All right. No gnomes allowed. All right. All right. All right. All right. Cool. 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 So, uh, you are now making your way back up to that crossroads uh, on the catwalk, and the ways ahead of you are either. Um, to if I take a right that goes towards the chain. Yes, and if you go forward now, then you go towards that break in the catwalk that you would have to jump over. I, how spry was Sage Orion? Uh, he looked he looked fairly like young and muscular. Like, he looked pretty fit. So this break could possibly be something that, you know, is just part of his routine. Maybe. Um, I, I will also note that that the ground below you, it would conceivably, you could conceivably, like, walk this path. It would just be, it would just be more difficult than uh, walking the catwalk. It's because you'd have to go around stuff. Exactly. Um, and, like, climb over things and whatever. Uh, let's go towards chain noise. Deirdre thinks it's probably the bear. <laughs> well, let's go that way. Cool. Uh, you make your way forward, uh, st- keeping that stealth up. This this way is a little bit longer than uh, what than the one that you took a moment ago, but you do eventually start to see the wall of this big open space approaching you, and you see the end of the catwalk um, and stairs leading down. As you continue to creep quietly closer, you see a large orc, uh, arc in the wall uh, opening into a hallway of some sort. And is laying on the ground in front of it, you see a coyote curled up. Laying on the ground like sleeping or laying on the ground like, oops? <laughs> uh, roll me a perception check. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> That's only a six. Uh, you can't really tell what its deal is. It's not moving, um, but it does appear to be alive. What is the deal with this coyote? <laughs> uh, it has. It does not appear to take notice of you. Whether it's that's because it's asleep or what, you don't know. Oh fuck it. Let's approach the coyote. All right. As you approach, are you continuing to try to be stealthy? Uh, actually, hold on. Okay. Let's, hmm, ooh, hmm. Hmm. Huh. Huh. You're looking at those spell, that spell list, huh? Well, I just want to see what Shield of Faith entails if I had, if I have to, like, do a bunch of shit. Oh, it does have vocal and somatic components. Hmm. Huh. Oh, a shimmering field appears and surrounds hmm. a creature. Huh. Huh. No, I, I won't do that one yet, then. That feels like, uh, it might not work out the best for me. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's uh, stealthily go down the stairs towards the coyote and um, maybe go around it? Uh, roll me another stealth check. And you are going to have, if you're, you're trying to get very close, so, and this thing is like, okay, yeah, just roll me a stealth check. All right. Oh, that's a five. Yeah, um, as you approach, uh, this coyote lifts its head from its paws, and you see that it is wide awake, uh, and its eyes fix on you. You notice that one of its eyes is connected to a long crack that is leading down its face and emitting a soft glow that that gets um, significantly brighter when it sets its eyes on you. It then rushes forward and gets sort of, its head snaps back as it hits the end of a chain and is stopped immediately in front of you. Sweet. Uh, is there any leeway, like, to the left or the right if I just, like, scoot? You could scoot around it, but you would not be able to make it to the doorway. So there's a there's sort of an arc of cleared space uh, where this this thing can, like, the chain will allow this thing to go. And there's, there's no machinery, there's no pipes, there's no anything, uh, rubble, in that sort of cleared space. Hmm. By any chance, does the coyote look friendly? Uh, would that be like an insight or an animal handling? Um, I would say, uh, I would say, so you can tell that sort of crack going down its face um, is a telltale sign of this being a corrupted beast, like the type that you and and uh, Father Crayon have destroyed many of. You have never encountered one of those that was not insatiably vicious. Have I ever encountered one that could be intimidated? Uh, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Um, can I try I, to intimidate it? You can try. Yes, you can try. Try that out. Oh, we're going to use the metal d20 for this one. Tell me, Tell me how you're trying to intimidate it. Like, what are you doing exactly? Are you just yelling at it, making a big noise? What What are you doing? No, she gets big and, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, she, like, kind of stands up to her full height. Like, she has good posture, but she, like, knows how to, like, get big. Like, mm -hmm. widens her shoulders a bit and, like, bares her teeth and growls a little. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, 18? Okay. Uh, this thing uh, got a 19. Uh, so you are, are not going... Yeah, you uh, do not manage to intimidate this thing. It, um, it continues to bark at you at the end of its chain. And you see... As it's it's sort of like barking at you or growling at you. I don't, I don't know if coyotes bark. Maybe they do. They kind of yip. Uh, yeah. I hear coyotes all the time. Really? I live in an area where there's a lot of coyotes, and um, I hear them all the time when I walk the dogs in the morning, and it's like, ah, yes, they are around, <laughs> like <laughs> usual. 
I, I have only once, I think, I think only once ever seen a coyote in the wild. And oh boy, was it big and scary. And in an area that is like in the middle of a city. And I was like very confused about that. Well, see, Ty, over on the East Coast, you've got those big East Coast coyotes that have bred with wolves. I've got West Coast coyotes. Yeah. They are not as big. Okay. Yeah. This one They're was just like. They're kind of like dogs. Okay. This one was bigger than a husky, and it was it was it looked it looked lean and vicious and scary. Yeah, because they've bred with wolves. <laughs> um, but anyway, you see that glow continue to build, and I want you to roll me a uh, dexterity saving throw. Rip. Uh. Oh no. Okay. Okay. That's a fifteen. Nice. At the the head, uh, right where this this crack goes through the thing's eye and head, a, a sort of shimmering field glows up around this thing's head and then bursts outwards towards you. But you are able to jump backwards uh, just in time to avoid getting hit by this this rapidly dissipating uh, field. Like it, it only gets maybe a couple of feet away from the thing before um, it has dissipated. My first thought is. Did this thing just cast fairy fire at me? <laughs> uh, no. Probably not, right? <laughs> no, no, no. This is a, a thing. Um, you've seen you've seen other corrupted beasts do this sort of. No, I mean, I guess you could roll me a history check. Um, no, I think you would just know this. You have the experience. You've seen this sort of uh, corruption before, where beasts of this sort are able to generate a little for a shield on themselves, um, which then they can sort of blast out uh, in addition to whatever, you know, teeth and claws they have. Neat. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to kill the coyote. Uh, mm, it doesn't feel fair because it can't reach me, but <sighs> you still there, Ty? Yes, I'm still here. I am I am giving okay. you air to decide what you want to do in this moment. I just wanted to make sure it didn't freeze. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to cast scorching ray at it. <laughs> uh what what how how that do? I create 3 rays of fire and hurl them at targets within range. I can hurl them at one target or several. I'm going to throw all three at the coyote. Okay. I got to make a ranged spell attack for each one. Uh, my lowest is 19. Yeah, that totally hits. Yeah, so that was my lowest one. So Wait, all that was three your of them uh, hit. I forgot that you have I a billion a dice and can roll all of them at the same time. Yeah, uh, this ain't even like half my dice um, <laughs> for Deirdre alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I rolled a 12, a 15, and a 16, and I have plus seven for my spell attacks. So oh, yeah, all of those hit. Yeah. Uh, Ty, stand by for 66 fire damage. Uh, unless this goes very poorly, you've gotten this thing. That's 20 fire damage, Ty. Oh, geez, yeah. Those those bursts shoot out and hit this thing, uh, which 
shrinks back a little bit, but then is is just engulfed and uh, collapses, burning. And uh, you see that those cracks in it starting to pulse with white light as it it collapses uh, dead. Uh, can can I cast spare the dying on it? I mean, you can. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't wake up or anything. It just doesn't, you know, perish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you do it's that? It's a cantrip. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, you do that, and as soon as you do... If, um, look, if... If Sage Orion is not doing anything nefarious, he would not be pleased. <laughs> Deirdre knows this because of the bear thing. Yeah. So now it's just unconscious. It's fine. That's that's fair. And as as it um as you cast spare the dying, you step forward and, and perhaps lay a hand upon it. Mm, spare the dying is oh it is touch. Yeah okay. Yeah, you lay your hand upon it. It just becomes stable. Gotcha. Although it doesn't have any effect on undead or constructs. Cool. Yeah, it, it, it is neither of those. Cool. Um, which you now know. So as you lay your hand upon it, the pulsing white light in the cracks running through its body slowly diminishes, and it goes down to a soft, almost imperceptible glow uh, that you can just barely make out in with your dark vision. Um, and it just is resting there, uh, injured, a little singed, um, but al- alive? Alive. It's stable. All right. Um, I'm going to walk around it and go through that door. Cool. Uh, so you walk forward and find yourself in a stone hallway um, with stone walls. Can I do like a quick check when I get to the door, though? Because the coyote was making noise. So I don't want to like walk in and then be like, Whoop. oh, yeah, like a perception check. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Roll me a perception check. Oh, well, that's nothing. That's seven. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't you don't really get anything special from that other than you are stepping into a maybe 10 foot art uh, hallway that just continues off into darkness uh, and appears to be made of the same same sort of stone that it was in the room that you were leaving. So nothing particularly uh, useful. Neat. Neat. Um, Let's keep going. <laughs> as you continue forward, the ground below you is just well-worn, well, well-trodden stone. There's moss on the walls. This is clearly a place that has not been traveled in a long time. You see some cracks uh, in the walls as you, you move forward, uh, but there's no light as you you continue. You do notice that there's recessed into the ceiling as you move forward are um, little marks, uh, little little jewels, uh, not jewels, um, crystals, I guess, every, every 20, 30 feet or so, but they are not, they don't appear to be doing anything. And you pass by one or two collapsed tunnels uh, before coming across one going off to the side that is open. So you can continue going straight, um, but there is a door uh, going off to your left. Uh, if 
everything in here still kind of looks a bit run down or I, I I wouldn't I guess run down yeah it, it looks um uh, fairly abandoned there's nothing nothing to really indicate that um this is used other than the fact that there's nothing you you haven't seen any sign of people yet no footprints in dust nothing uh not with a seven <laughs> rip uh <laughs> oh boy I mean, let's just check out the door real quick. Okay. You go up to this door. Uh, it is a, a old metal door, um, but it opens. Uh, you test the handle, and it opens easily, revealing a, another dark room. And looking inside, you see that there are beds in this room that clearly have not been touched in a long time. Uh, and in fact, the only... The only thing to indicate, the only thing unusual that you see in this room is a pile of something with a cloth covering it and with a, a blanket cloth covering it, um, and it is giving off a horrific smell. Mm. Oh. Can I tell what kind of horrific smell? It smells rotten, like old meat. Mm, nasty. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything that, like, Deirdre can pick up and use to, like, shift the blanket a little? Um, there are, there's some, one of the beds is broken, and uh, one of the legs has, um, is like an old wooden stick that is, like, snapped off, uh, if you wanted to use that. Yeah, let's use that. Just kind of lift a corner of the blanket, see what's under there. (laughs) You lift a corner of the blanket, and unlike everything that you have seen up to this point, the cloth that you see looks fairly fresh, but more importantly, it is... uh, You see the leg of a pair of pants... You see a boot, and lifting up the cloth a little bit more, you see a uh, dead body resting under this blanket. Do I recognize the dead body? Um, The body appears to belong to an orc. They appear to be a traveler, maybe, but you do not recognize them. Papa? Um, There appear to be, it, it looks like there might be other bodies underneath, but that is the one uh, that you can see. Thank you for going over my joke. It was a bad joke. I did, I did not no- notice it at all. What, what was your joke? <laughs> did I miss it? No, just after you said it was an orc, I'm like, Papa? Oh, no. I, uh, the audio cut out. I did not hear that at all. No, it's fine. It was bad. It didn't oh. deserve to be there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that would be horrific. Deirdre knows nothing of either of her parents. Um, No. Oh, okay. But it's not like, because there were two bad options that were going through Deirdre's head. One, that it was Sage Orion, who, if 
Sage Orion has been dead down here for a while, then who the fuck's been up there? Two, Mads. No, it is it is neither. Um, you you do you do you look under? Do you like remove the blanket and look at the other bodies? Uh. Or are you satisfied? I mean, if there's this much, if there's this much stench of rot, it's probably old. Mm-hmm. Um, Deirdre's done enough healing to know uh, what death smells like, probably. Yeah. Oh, and if this one's on top, it's probably the freshest. Mm-hmm. Although wild that there's a fresh blanket on top of a pile of old rotten bodies. <laughs> so, like, that's great. The the blanket actually looks like it uh, belonged to one of the beds in this room. So the blanket itself is is fairly old, and uh, it's very old, actually. It, it is very, like, threadbare and, and old, but it was a thick blanket many, 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 many years ago. All right, and this is the only thing in this room? Pretty much. Actually, wait. Yeah? Oh, what? I'm curious, but I don't know if Deirdre would be curious. Yeah. I kind of want to see if the orc has its tongue. Interesting. Uh but I don't know if Deirdre would be interested. Um so so just for listeners uh that are may not remember this, our good friend, I don't remember what her name was, um who Hilda. Hilda, who um has taken up at uh, Notre Flamme, the cathedral at the crossroads in Deirdre's stead. Uh, she is from a tribe of orcs who uh, historically have removed their own tongues as a rite of passage. And didn't you say they were like disappearing? Uh, they were a they're a mostly I, I I didn't say they were disappearing. I, I get where your where your mind's at, and I like where your mind's at. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, they have been a just the prominence of this uh, of that particular cultural touchstone has been disappearing. It's not like individuals have been going missing. It's just that that particular cultural thing has been dying out. Okay, I don't. The problem is, I want to know, but I don't think Deirdre cares at all. Deirdre has other things to do, so we're going to move on. Uh, We can save that for a side character questions episode. Even though she does have a plus seven medicine, so I'm pretty sure that she would be able to, like, do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah. All right. If if this pile of bodies is the only thing of note in this room, she's going to turn around and go back and keep going the way she was going. Cool. Um, you go back into the hallway and... Can I keep the stick? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can keep the stick. It's, it's, uh, we'll count it as like a, I guess we'd count it as an improvised weapon. Um, uh, it's not quite like quarterstaff size, but it's, it's something. Okay. Yeah. So you, uh, you make your way down this long hallway and again, you see, um, a couple of other paths that are, are broken. Um, you come across another door that is sort of, uh, like rusted shut, but nothing of note happens until uh, I want you to roll me a perception check. And we'll see how this one goes. Mm, 18. 18. After making a, um, a turn in the tunnel, you see way off ahead of you actually a spot of light at the end of the tunnel, and you hear slight uh, movement just sort of echoing down the tunnel, just sort of uh, the sound of 
of of things clattering um maybe I, I don't know you just you hear you hear the sound it's just very different very distinct from absolute silence you know okay yeah and it, it's fairly far off still well let's go towards that all right as you approach are, are how are you approaching right now uh quietly okay uh that's what I was that's what I was wondering uh roll me a stealth check that, my man, is 17. Nice. Okay. As you approach the end of this uh, this tunnel, the end of this hallway, and head towards a uh, room that is full of light, you see a stack of boxes um, sort of half obscuring the entryway, and you are able to make your way um, to the, that stack of boxes and sort of crouch down behind it. And you see off into this this room a figure sort of moving around among uh, tables and stacks of supplies and cages and things like that. Hobgoblin-sized or goblin-sized? Uh, hobgoblin-sized. All right. Uh, do I see Mads anywhere? Uh, roll me a perception check. Oh, come on, baby. I'm just having you roll all kinds of shit right now. That's fine. That's fair. Come on, baby. This is D&D, I guess. 18? 18. Looking around the room, uh, like I said before, you see loads of of boxes. You see, like, old-fashioned workspaces. Um, there's lots of uh, bottles and test tubes, burners. Um, lining the walls are these big open these windows um, letting in sunlight and on a table strapped down you see the small goblin figure of Mads who appears to be unconscious oh uh, also in those cages I mentioned before you see various animals yeah ooh that's a lot to unpack Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. SNBN News, I'm Bourbon Brosvin. We're receiving reports that a group calling itself the Scavengers Network is plotting some kind of an independent podcast showcase on Twitch.tv starting May 21st of this year. SNBN correspondent Tutley Crocus is on the scene. Good morning, Tutley. Good morning, Brosvin. Panic and excitement in the streets here today as word spreads of what the locals are calling the SNP Showcase, set to happen over the weekend of May 21st. I'm here with Yurta Burbling Work, a local business owner and self-described podcast enthusiast. 
enthusiast. You're to tell me, what is this SNP showcase and what precautions are you taking? Hello, Tutley. I'm honestly a bit nervous because I only listen to the big name podcast, you know, like the red hair funny guy from TV and the big dumb wrestling guy from Fear Factor. So I am intimidated. Apparently, they're going to pack a whole weekend full of live shows, videos and other stuff from like smaller independent creators on something called Twitch. And that just scares the daylights out of me. I'll be honest. I see. And they're calling this the Snip Showcase. What exactly are they snipping? I don't know, Tutley, but if I know one thing, it's that twitching and snippiness ain't a good sign. Somebody gave me a sticker that said snipshowcase.com, but I'll be honest, I've been too afraid to type that in anywhere. Thank you, Yerda. SNBN News, I'm Tutley Crocus. Back to you, Brosvin. Thank you, Tutley. During that interview, our IT department has loaded SnipShowcase.com onto a secure virtual machine. It seems to contain all of the information pertaining to this weekend-long, live-streamed podcast event. Our analysts are working to figure out what this could mean. I'm Bourbon Brosvin. Stay tuned to SNBN for more updates. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. Dude, there's a level 9 spell called Weird. Ooh, tell me what it does. It is wild, Ty. Uh, uh, let me get it up here just so I... Uh... Okay. Drawing on the deepest fears of a group of creatures, uh. you create illusory, illusory creatures in their minds, what? visible only to them. Each creature in a 30-foot radius, so each creature in a 30-foot radius sphere centered on a point of your choice within range must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. On a failed save, the creature is frightened for the duration. The illusion calls on the creature's deepest fears, manifesting its worst nightmares as an implacable threat. At the end of each frightened creature's turn, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 4d10 psychic Jesus damage. Jesus Christ! So this is basically like a fear spell that just hits everything and causes damage. Yeah. Yeah, imagine the, like, you going to a city and just cast it, like, in the town square. Oh, my God. Yeah, I see why you, you're saying that you want to get into some high-level hijinks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like the... I have one... Oh, go ahead. I have one spell that's just power word kill. Yeah. I, if something has less than 100 HP, it just dies. I feel like um, as I, the, the way, the world that I have put... I've set up an SCQ does not really lend itself to high level adventurers because like you would just end up being so much better than like anybody that we've ever seen. Um, yeah, I, I, I I've thought about this before. Like if I, if we ever do some sort of like sequel series, like, but, but still sticking with the same format, but like in a new setting, I want to make it more flexible to the type of, characters that people want to be and the type of adventurers i would say that the only kind of high level character that could exist right now is a character like the one that i have made that basically exists in the shadows um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. does not like yeah i mean he has loyalty to the government but not so much loyalty that he would do whatever and he's not and he's powerful enough to where he can't be told what to do yes I think it. I think it could also work um, if we had like it, a lore type character, 
L-O-R, yeah. um, I feel like works. Also, if, if we were to set the set it outside of the wall, it could work. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's there's a couple other things that come in my mind, but like I wouldn't be able to like they they would require kind of spoilery stuff that we've never gotten to in the show yet. Uh, how did you feel about um, side character quest minis or SCQ minis? Or did we have any other? Did you have a, listen? A, something you prefer? My favorite one is the one I came up with, which is minor character quest. Minor character uh, because quest. it keeps in the. Side character quest, side character questions, side trivia quest. It keeps in that same little thing mm-hmm. while implying that it is smaller. But side, what about side character jobs or like side character, side character errands? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to imply that the quest itself is like exceptionally small. I, errands, I guess, does that, but uh, uh, side character obstacles. Side character, short character quests. Short character short quests. Character. Well, like, mm. not all of my characters are short. Okay. All right. I mean, Dang Dong is. Ding, but... ding Dong. Oh, it's pronounced Dong. Um, dang Dong. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, mini character quests? Mini character quest. Mini character. Side character shorts. L- Side character shorts. Side character shorts. Side. No, that sounds like they're shorts. It does sound like shorts, but I'm thinking of like shorts. You know, like yeah, little shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I'm just not sure if it's any better than anything else that we've said. I kind of. Mm, I kind of like SEQ minis just because it feels like it is the least effort, the lowest effort one, and so like, <laughs> like it, it. You just know what it is when you say it. See, to me, it sounds like it's um, our <laughs> side character quest for kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's okay. Fair. Side character vignettes. Side character vignettes. Side character checks? Where we do like a single check? Short baby check. Short baby quests. S-S-C- SC cuties. <laughs> SC cuties. That's it. SC cuties. All right, let's do this. Let's do the count off one. <laughs> That's so dumb. Okay. One. All right. Sure, listeners beside character cuties. All right. Um. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Side Character Cuties, a special sponsored set. No, that's not. Doesn't sounds bad. Um, I need to do SE cuties, but that's, you know it what? still doesn't work, does it? It doesn't work. It doesn't out. work. I I think minor character quest because is the character minor or is the quest minor? Yeah. Or are they both minor? I think that's the best we're gonna get. I'm just gonna include all of this uh, this in the the bloops. Nice. Um. So you you messaged me a second a minute ago um, with saying that like you were thinking about uh, cosplaying OCs um, and you had mentioned uh, Deirdre like had had this ever crossed your mind as a a thing to do before you know today? Nope. Like I just thought about Deirdre when I sent you that message. <laughs> <laughs> like I because I was sitting here like well I have. 
this uh, blue coat and skirt that I used as a test for when I was making Raven Queen. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I did make it kind of nautical themed so that I could use it for whatever later. And I was like, I could like I could probably make an OC out of this. And then I'm sitting here like looking at it and I'm like, wait, if I'm cosplaying OCs, why don't I just cosplay Deirdre? <laughs> I have green face paint for not. Yeah. I don't know if I have a wig that I could use for her, though. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Don't know. Huh. I don't know uh, hmm. what sort of uh, wig huh. situation you got going on. Um. Quick question. I don't have a lot of naturally colored wigs. <laughs> That's fair. Um. Quick question. Uh. Y- oh, I do have a gameplay question. Oh, sure. Go for it. How do you feel about? using two spells in one turn if one is an action and one is a bonus action i i think i'm generally gonna go by rule of cool so like if it's if it's an awesome enough thing perfect enough moment then go for it if if it's if you're doing it because it is like uh for for like mechanical reasons like like that sort of stuff then no but if you're doing it because like role play wise it is fun and interesting and cool then go for it well or or flavor wise it's cool and interesting and stuff yeah the only reason i ask is because uh deirdre does not have her weapons on her so right now all she has is her magic so if she does like a bonus action thing and like if she say casts shield of faith and then yeah. casts like fireball or whatever. I like, will say that as long as you are like since you are unarmed, if you are unarmed, then I will say that you are a person that is used to spell casting with your combat. And then if you mm-hmm. since you don't have that, you you can do that. You can do that. But if if you were if this was a situation where you were were fully armed, then no. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to ask before we like got in and then I'm like, Ty, actually, let's take a pause in of the action here. Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, Deirdre has just uh I'm not why do I why am I recapping things? Um They, they just heard it, Ty. They're they, fine. They just heard it. They're fine. I don't need to We've do this. We've been gone for what? 30, 45 seconds? Some somewhere in that in that ballpark. A um opening in the you see uh, Okay. What do I see, Ty? Oh god. What it's, do it's I killing. see with my orc eyes? With your orc eyes. Um huh. 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 that would uh oh. hmm. Hmm. Hey. 